Welcome to the Overflow Taps Craft Beer Experience. Hey everyone, welcome to the show where we talk about anything craft beer with a heavy emphasis on tasting the beer. My name is Jesse Nelson and as usual, I'm here with my good friend, business partner, and fellow craft beer fan, Adam Stacy. What's up? What's up, brother man? You got your mic at a good angle there? Are you good with that? I think so. Your gravy? Cool. Yeah, you sound good. good. You sound good. I think I'm ready to go. I'm yeah. forward Ooh. to this. One thing I didn't document before we started this podcast today was what my top three beers have been so far this week. So mm. I'm going to fail miserably at that again. You and me both. I'm going to think about it as we as we move through this. But I think I think they're sitting on the table. <laughs> yeah, they are sitting on the table. Dude, we got a big, uh, big day today as far as beers we're drinking, yeah? Yes, we do. I'm looking forward to it. We're getting ready for some Black Friday beer releases, so uh, we're going to enjoy them a little early. Yeah, hopefully we have this podcast out before Black Friday, which is in two <laughs> days. I don't you, have to grind tonight. Thanksgiving yeah, dinner. Yeah, skipping Thanksgiving skipping dinner tonight. Dinner. Yeah, tomorrow night anyway. Um, so before we get started, uh, we, we typically always have a, you know, a beer that we're drinking as we introduce uh, the main beers that we're drinking, so you know, as we kind of get caught up. So what's this beer that we're drinking here that you just poured us out of before yeah. we get into the big beers? This is our uh, cheers, by the way. Cheers, table beer of source that we're starting with to get set up and get rolling. It's mm. from our friends at Atwood Ales, and this All is right. their Emblanche White Ale. It's nice, yeah, nice kind of whip beer. So that's the style, like a whip beer. Yeah, nice low ABV, easy drinking. Um, got a nice Belgian kind of spice aroma yep. to it, and I think it pair well with some good turkey dinner yeah yeah i think it's i think it's got a oh that's a good point it would pair well with some ham some turkey <laughs> i like that and i keep forgetting with little thanksgiving tomorrow good good what are your plans you got any big plans for thanksgiving just dinner with the fam yeah yeah hanging out i heard you yeah. said you were doing something on friday as well i think or something like yeah that, right? yeah two two two, two yeah thanksgiving. we're just gonna kind of figure out um you know my fam and the in-laws yeah, man. Kind of two leftover dinner probably on Friday. I dig it. I'm going to go to Kristen's house and, well, my in-law's house. We're smoking a ham here tomorrow and then bringing it over to their house and just kind of hanging out. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, dude. First ham on the Traeger? First ham on the Traeger. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and that reminds me of our, um, to, to reminds me to talk about our, our current sponsor, Traeger, <laughs> sponsoring yeah. the podcast today. Um, maybe if they get this, they'd pay us, but I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Cool. So Atwood Ales, this is a, this is a pretty good, I, I do like this beer. I mean, we're not going to get too much into tasting notes and Roman notes yeah. with this, but a light beer, easy drink, easy drinking, and it does kind of have that Belgian-y funk to it, which- Yeah, right up that like. Atwood Alley, something mm -hmm. you would mm -hmm. expect. Mm -hmm. Nice. Mm -hmm. Cool. So- uh, Well, cool. Let's let's move into let's it. Let's move into the, let's move into the dirty stuff here. So uh, we've got a little bit of a, on my notes here, it says, I'm already feeling uncomfortable <laughs> about this right now. Uh, a state of the union kind of type thing where we're, we're doing a black Friday, uh, special on bottles, which, uh, is something that's been done traditionally by, uh, goose Island. They do a release, right? What's that beer that yeah. they release? Bourbon County stout. Bourbon County stout. The issue is that bourbon or that goose Island was purchased by InBev Budweiser, right? At yeah. some point in time. And so yeah. I forgot where I'm going with this. Yeah. So <laughs> they were, they were purchased you know, yeah, yeah. It's back in 2011. And so last year we did, we did actually do the bottle release. We were, you know, yeah, we never had taken really any, any stance on that matter at all. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a great beer. Yeah, you can't deny is. that. It is. Um, and there's, and there's, it's, it's fabulous. A, yeah. Beer. And they've added in some and flavors this year years. and it's got mass distribution. So it's everywhere now. Yeah. It's yeah. cheaper this year. It is yeah. like nine bucks. I saw. 
kind of crazy. Is it as good though? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Might have to try one. <laughs> um, anyway, so we got a little uh, flack last year from some of our local brewers here in town. We did. And, and rightfully so. And it was something we weren't naive to, but it kind of put us in this position of um, forcing us to think a little bit about yeah. taking a stance on the matter and, yeah. and we, what we want to do. And we haven't really um, publicly talked about this at all as far as right from Overflow's position. And we haven't actually purchased any AB products in the last year since then. And so we're, we're hitting our one year now. And I think that's something we're just going to continue to do because we haven't seen any negative impact. There's so much great independent beer out there. Yep. And uh, and we're just going to support those those beers, yeah. those breweries. So we're going to do a Black Friday bottle release. Uh, and, and uh, you know, but, but to be honest, we did make pretty good money off of those bottles. They, they sell really well, those bourbon counties. And I think one of the issues we talked about last year was, well, well, well crap, if we're... You know, if we're not going to be able to do this, we got to find another way to, to you know, to to make up some of that lost revenue by not, you know, putting out this bottle that our really our our customer base is excited to drink. Much many of our customers are excited to drink that that beer, you know. So I was like, well, what are we going to do? And I, I believe the conversations even started early, you know, you know, over, a little over right around a year ago about, hey, this is great, we, you know, thanks for bringing this to our attention. Like we didn't know this really affected everyone as as much as it has. And we'll start really thinking about it, but what do we do? And so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do we do? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so this year you've been working on a, on quite a, a list of bottles to release for Black Friday. Can you yeah. go through what those bottles are? Yeah. We, uh, we got some great alternatives, man. Cool. There's so many good beers out there and, and similar in, in style and stuff. So, um, yeah, three of them are ones we're actually going to dive into today and taste. Cool. So. We got one from um, Aslan. Mm-hmm. It's their Ashes in the Fall. It's a barrel-aged London export stout. I'm really excited to get into that one. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be pretty complex. There's a lot of a lot of stuff going on in there. Um, haven't had it yet, but yeah. just based on the description. And their recent history of beers. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we got two classics from uh, Deschutes. Um, Grab them. You know, yeah, let me twist it around. So we got the Black Butte. Yeah. Um, it's the 30th anniversary this year. And I mean, that's a beer that everyone's 30th anniversary of that Black Butte Porter. Yeah. 30th anniversary of the brewery okay. and the Porter. That's crazy. Both. I mean, it started right at, right at, out the gate. So that's, that's pretty awesome. And then we got the Abyss, the other one from Deschutes that, you know, is, is another yeah. well-known delicious yeah. beer. That's a phenomenal beer. The annual release. So, yeah. So those are three of them. And then we're, um, uh, Wander has a couple of releases coming out. We got their three ton barley wine, which cool. is something I really look forward to mm-hmm. every year. And then uh, we got a new one, which is going to be really exciting from them too, coming out, which is their Act One. It's their first beer off the cool ship, first hundred percent spontaneous beer. That's going to be really nice. We're going to have that this week as well. That, yeah. Like, is, oh, sweet. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, and I, and I believe Wander um, is releasing it on Friday as well. Cool. So they're at the brewery and and at Overflow. Man, but yeah, good. so cool. I mean, if you're looking for a good barrel aged dark beer, Bourbon County South's a good one. But I mean, there's other good ones too. So mm-hmm. you can support the yeah, support your local local breweries. So yeah, our solution this year was to provide, um, provide you know our our fan base with our, our guests and us and our seller, our personal sellers yeah. with with good beer without having to go dig into the you know the Bourbon County wells. Mm-hmm. And we'll just see how it and, goes this year. And 
so for us too, I want to touch on this quickly, yeah. not get too deep into it, yeah. but like the argument kind of tends to go, I support good beer. And so if they're still making good beer, yeah. so be it, I'm going to buy it kind of thing. Yeah. And that's kind of like an attitude I had for a while where, yeah, there's still like some of these breweries are still putting out great beer. Right. But the bigger issue is what anheuser Bush has done as a whole to the craft beer market yes through different lobbying against um yep. you know tax things to keep rates high for small breweries yep. and pay to play things getting in taking over bars and things like that where yep. not allowing others so it's just kind of a, a bigger picture thing less about the quality of the beer absolutely much less about the quality of the beer and, and more about what anheuser is actually doing to to keep the, the small guys down that's that's the issue and so um, so yeah, so Friday will be a one-year uh, anniversary for us of not buying uh, InBev beverages, yeah. even though we weren't really buying them before that, really. But anyway, cool. Well, cheers. Yeah, let's. Let, uh, should we crack one of these things open and, and move into it. it? What do you want to start with? Start with the abyss. Yeah. Should I uh, start with the abyss? Yeah. No, let's start with this yeah, Aslan. I like it. I'm excited like to it. get into do this. Want to run down and get the cold one? Yep. I'll get it. All right, man. So while Jesse pops this and pours it, I'm gonna just read the description of this beer it is the again the ashes in the fall london export stout from aslan brewing this beer was aged in both rye whiskey and red wine barrels for 10 months with brett brett c let's see they gave a little more detailed description here on their beer post so let's see what what do we got going on here yeah so it's a uh, second use rye whiskey, fresh red wine barrels. Um, and then this beer was laid to rest for 10 months with Brett C. It's known as being kind of a mild Brett. And um, this was bottle conditioned on November 2nd, 2017. Today's date is November 21st. So we're just over a year in the bottle already, which is pretty awesome. They also say this, uh, the, the, Aging potential on this beer is tremendous, so I'm excited to age one. That's a very beautiful looking beer. So right off the bat, Jesse's pouring it. It's kind of what you would expect. Um, real dark beer. Actually, I can, it looks like it's got kind of a red hue to it. It's not quite as dark as yeah. I thought it was maybe going to be. I'll let you drink out of this and cool then, uh, Aslan. <laughs> yeah, proper glassware, proper Aslan Tiku. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's pretty dark. It, it, it is pretty much black yeah got a nice light um creamy tan head you can tell it's been bottle conditioned because yeah. it's got a really nice foamy it looks like froth yeah frothed up yeah head. and it was pretty active when i poured it out of the bottle i mean it's definitely doing something in that bottle when did you say this was bought didn't they have a date on when this was bottled yeah november 2nd november 2nd of, of last year so it's been it's been doing its thing in the bottle for a while and it, it, it was pretty active coming out of the bottle it does not have the smell i was quite expecting it's this is I'm enjoying this. So right off the bat for me, I can pick up on that wine, the wine barrels. It's yeah. not like the other bourbon barrel aged stouts we've had. Um, Trying to get the head on my beer to go down a little bit here. It's affecting my, <laughs> yeah, my there's definitely notes. some fruit, um, some maybe like deep cherry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely getting some cherry for sure. Not picking up much like smokiness or anything like that. It's, it smells really good. It smells good. And, uh, Ooh, man. Interesting. I like it. Yeah, so I'm going to jump in. On my first sip, I'm going to jump into mouthfeel because this is not what I was expecting. No. Like, it's it's effervescent. It's yeah. bubbly and It's light. dry. Like drier. Very dry, yeah. 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 
And I think that probably comes back to the Brett, mm-hmm. um, you know, would, would dry it out a little bit and then in, as well as bottle conditioning, but yeah, it's not, not a big, bold, sweet stout, like some of these no. other ones we've had. It's complex in its own way though, which is kind of interesting. I mean, I'm definitely getting, I'm getting the cherries. It's dry. It's a little bitter, um, it's which I like. Fruity. It's It's fruity. Yep, I get that as well. It's like stone fruity. Yeah. That's, I yeah. wonder if I get a little bit of a, what was this, did, that, did they say like how it was aged? Because I'm getting like a minerally. It was aged in rye whiskey barrels and red wine barrels with Brett, Brett C. Did it start in that or did it start in something else? Started in stainless. Okay, there we go. There we go. And most beer, most barrel aged beers will because mm-hmm. just primary fermentation in a barrel can be a little risky with <laughs> some oxygen coming in there or, or uh other cultures grabbing at it but i get are you getting i get a little bit of oak uh then that's yeah, probably where you're getting. it's a pretty mild yep oak it's not in your face um not no like vanilla like i get in some barrel aged stouts yeah i'm not getting any vanilla at all so i don't even know if they was even part of the process but no but it's okay. just something you sometimes find a lot in in barrel aged stouts they'll just kind of get some of that so with the brett should we be getting i mean i get I want to say I'm getting a little bit of a light funk, but nothing too crazy no. at all. And it does, they did say Brett sees that known to be a, a mild Brett for strain to be isolated. Oh, as a Brett strain. Oh, nice. In, in England, in the ale from England. In England. So they were going Which for something a little historic yeah. here. Yep. That's cool. That's really cool. Aslan's been putting out some great beer, dude. Like they just re- as of late. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I like their some of their fl- you know flagships, and I think it's no secret that I'm a fan of Aslan Brewing. But uh, you know they've got some of those flagships that are really good. But these the stuff they're doing down at the depot. I mean, it's just you're starting to like yeah. really wow me with these beers. You know. Uh, yeah, I would second that. I was not expecting this when I tasted it. This is yeah. not anything that I was expecting. Yeah, the stuff that um, that Frank let's try when we had him on the show yeah when we actually recorded down at the depot we we tried some really fun yeah kind of funky stuff yeah he's doing it right down there well by the way i just yeah well done frank i was uh recently at 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 the depot i don't remember what i was doing oh no i wasn't this is actually i saw i was there but this is not related to that i actually saw frank's instagram did you see where he was going down into the remember the little cellar they have down there that we thought would be great for them to turn into a cellar yeah and they did of yeah. course <laughs> well I, I think that was kind of their their, their plan right yeah when they showed it to us but they had a fan that was blowing moisture out of that cellar so mm. moisture must affect things somehow down there or something maybe yeah. or maybe just getting really wet down there but they have a big cellar of beer down mm-hmm. there right mm-hmm. now like that's mm-hmm. where i want to be right down there drinking <laughs> some beers yeah yeah this is one i'm gonna throw in my cellar in yeah see see how it changes yeah it's good i'm excited to kind of continue building that up I'll get some more glassware too, because it'd be nice to see as this warms mm-hmm. up. I yeah, agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm gonna go grab some more glassware. All right, dude, this is good. This is another beer we talked last podcast about the 500 mils. This is another beer in the 500 mil bottle that I really like. It's a nice size, 12.8 percent too, man. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that until just now. All right, all right. Moving into the next beer. All right, I'm gonna let you pour these ones. Actually, all right. I kind of butchered the last pour, so oh, dude, that was beautiful. Usually, usually, always on pour duty, dude. All right, let me move my laptop. All right, you wanna? Um, yeah, we're drinking. Uh, we're cracking the uh, Deschutes Brewery. Uh, it's called the the Abyss. Uh, this is the 2018. It's an Imperial Stout, 11%. I got to get these these headphones on, man. I don't know what's going on. Look at that. 
this beer is as much head as it does yeah like it this beer is a pretty big one in the craft beer scene especially here in the pacific northwest i mean the the this this uh the abyss is a sought after beer you see uh a lot of um events where they're they're tapping multiple years what's that called again vertical verticals yep yep and you'll see uh i think i just linked a uh, an event to you from a place down in seattle that had like it looked like maybe 10 years yeah. of verticals this was i think actually the first like nice like sellable beer we bought after opening the tap house oh yeah you're 2016 right. you're right. abyss and uh we have yet to tap into that it's kind of like um yeah it's like yeah. a little bit of like want to have your cake and eat it too you yeah. know with it that it's like a little nostalgic has been it's been a hard one to oh i love this to put on similar similar head as the aslan yeah. beer a little darker a yep, little darker darker tan um but real thick real mm-hmm. nice I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit surprised it's as heavy as it is mm-hmm. so yeah this beer is um it's 50 percent aged in, in bourbon, in bourbon and, and wine barrels as well. So I, I never realized nice. this one had had wine barrels either until I was I was kind of looking at it. But uh, so similar to um, oh, the last oak. beer that we just had from Aslan. I think I read it had oak too. So it was bourbon, wine, and oh, yeah. oak barrels. Yep, you're right. So this should be pretty complex. Yeah, 11.274 IBUs. Um, Ooh, I like it. One of the descriptors on here that is the same as aslan's actually is blackstrap molasses oh do you are you familiar with what that tastes like no idea i've had molasses in a couple like barbecue sauces that i've made over the years but i don't never i don't even know what blackstrap molasses is i don't need either so i'll have to try and taste some some blackstrap molasses yeah (laughs) i have to taste some of that yeah let's let let's let's see what what we get in the aroma on this a little bit different i mean i get (laughs) did you get your nose nose (laughs) it's not as not as strong of an aroma it's um it's more kind of that rich um chocolatey i don't pick up a lot of like bourbon or anything Getting my like nose that. in it too this glass <laughs> is not the best glass i'd say maybe mm. it's definitely different than the other than the last one we just had oh yeah yeah it's it's got like a rich kind of chocolatey taste i get a lot more chocolate yeah in this definitely it's, chocolatey it's a lot sweeter a little bit not of licorice as, near as dry maybe as like licorice last. sweet yeah yeah, I pick up on some of that vanilla too. Vanilla, it's pretty complex. I mean, I do, I do like it, although I am kind of missing the a little bit of the funkiness from the Aslan beer. But yeah, this one is. I mean, it's a pretty like straightforward barrel aged stout, like you're gonna find, but very well done. Not over like, it's not as big or as bold as a lot of these, like some of the Fremont ones we've tried recently, and. And even Wander's Emissary. This beer said that it was, I think I remember reading it said something about being dry spiced or something. Do you have that anywhere? Hmm. I think it was dry spiced with, oh, I guess I could look on the bottle. Dry spiced with cherry bark. Was that bark from a cherry tree? I have no idea what what I'm guessing. And vanilla bean. So Mm. that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I can definitely taste the vanilla. I don't know what cherry bark bark tastes like. Okay. So I got some cherry pellets downstairs. I could probably take a look (laughs) and have a little bite. Yeah, so this beer has been released. Um, it's released every time, every year around this time, November, December, since uh, 2006. So we're coming up on 12 years of this beer. Yeah, and we have how many years in the cooler? Three, just two. two. 2016, oh, and then now, me, man. You're feeling now 2018. <laughs> cool, that's a good one. That's totally, one like totally different on the nose mm-hmm. than the other one. Yeah, this one is one that I would, you know, see enjoying around outside on the cold. 
yeah. cold day around the fire yeah, or something like that. It's a sipping beer for sure. That reminds me. Did you get an invite to the um, to Stefan's bottle mm-hmm. share thing? I know mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be able to make it. But. Yeah. I don't, we're trying to figure out. It's going to be kind of yeah. tricky with the little one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm sure everything's a little tricky with the little one. <laughs> yeah. It's hard <laughs> to just get out of the house. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm excited for that event. I haven't figured out what bottle I'm going to bring yet, but I'm going to. Luckily, we have all these bottles from yeah, the cellar. Yeah, you got a yeah. few to pick from. <laughs> yeah, I got a few to pick from now. Um, dude, so have you been to Deschutes? I have not actually. I um, I did go to Bend. I've I've driven past Deschutes on my yeah. way to Crux. But yeah, it's I have a. I have a tremendous amount of respect for Deschutes and what they're what they're doing. But right. when I was down there, I just had such limited time, and there was a couple breweries that are more small and like harder to get their beer up here and things like that that yeah. I I wanted to go to that I just I just didn't have time to make it. But uh, I have like no doubt I'll be back to Bend and and yeah. plan to get there next time for sure. We should do an actual trip. We were supposed to do one last year. Did you you've been happen. to Bend? So did you go when you were times. there? I've been to Deschutes. Yeah, I went to. Um, they have, I think they had, I went to the main brewery. It's a really, really yeah, big like brewery. right on the river yeah, there, right? right on the river. Yeah, it's really cool from yeah. the outside and like right right on the Deschutes River. Yep. It's, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And uh, what's interesting to me is that I think that because they're so popular, when you walk into their, their uh, kind of their, I wouldn't say brew house, but like the tap room part of their brewery, it's basically the size of, it's probably like the size of one of our spaces, probably like 1500 square feet ish, okay. maybe a little more, but it's all merch. It's like going shopping. It's like yeah. bringing out a thrift store and just like, it is just full of merch, you know, big cornhole boards and just all the little yeah. knickknacks and That's slap crazy. on like, you know, like koozies and it's just an amazing amount of yeah, merch. It's a tourist destination. It's a tourist destination. Yeah. And they had great beers on as well, but I just remember walking in and being like, wow, this is and when, it, when we were that, that reminds me of when we were doing that podcast on the stone beer. Yeah. I was looking up some stone stuff about locations and I saw that, I mean, stone has a ton of different locations, breweries, restaurants. They have like a hotel, I think now in Berlin, but they had a company store. It was a location that didn't even have beer. As far as I could tell, it was just like merch, <laughs> like just like a clothing store. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, just for the just, just for like the, a retail and like a shopping center. Like you can, if you just wanted to pick up your stone gear, they're, dude, they're doing it. They're they're so crazy. <laughs> they're so crazy. Hey, did the did the Birmingham thing we went to last night? Did it make you want to brew, want to start a brewery? Uh, I was wondering if you were thinking that. It did. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't take much. Yeah, know. to get you to think that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. I like this beer. I'm excited for the Blackbeard though. I'm I'm getting eager to crack into that yeah, one. Let's do it. I got another glass. I'll do, I'll go down and grab it. So yo, while you're grabbing the bottle, um, I I just remembered. So last podcast, didn't you throw in like a code word or something like I did. that? I did. did. Did anybody message us? They did. did. They get back on it. They did. So the code word was paper airplane, mm-hmm. which was uh in reference to Wander Brewing's logo, and we got someone who commented on two people who commented on Instagram and I got multiple text messages, personal text messages. So, um, <laughs> Tyler Sledvik, he messaged us, Stefan, he messaged us. And then there's a couple people on, on Instagram that messaged us. Cool. So, that so was there are cool. some people listening. Is what there you're are saying. people listening to the All podcast. Right. Yeah. Cool. And there, there are people who aren't afraid to give feedback and tell us, you know, how, how awful we are at times. So, but that's awesome. Yeah. Which reminds me, please do leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to. Like 
it's it it really helps us. You wouldn't you wouldn't believe how how um how much it helps us to get a, just a five star rating and a quick little review on whatever platform you're using. Ooh, he's pouring the beer. Oh, that looks good. Oh, it's got a little red hue to it. I accidentally took a bunch of my beer glasses back to the tap house, so we're a little little shy on beer glasses. So we're drinking out of these really big wine glasses. Were these the OG wine glasses that we had? These big old like wine, big huge red wine glasses that made it look like you had only had two ounces of wine. It was a mistake. Yeah, I keep my goldfish at home in it now. <laughs> yeah, dude, this is brutal. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Like this is oh, I care. I just, from, this is, I'm thinking of a show that my wife and I watch at times where this lady drinks wine out of these glasses, but. I think you could fit an entire bottle in yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> dude, this is, nice. this is crazy. Only had to pour once. So I've said it a couple times, um, I think in previous podcasts, I actually do not like many porters and stouts unless they're barrel-aged beer. So I'm really excited. Have we reviewed a porter yet on the show? No. Do you remember? Yeah, so I'm not kind of excited. I remember, yeah, at least. I'm excited to, to get into this. So, so what are we drinking here, Adam? This is Deschutes Black Butte. They're reserve series so they have black butte porter right which is which just we've their, had on right just the regular porter oh yeah yeah i thought you meant on the podcast yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. on tap at the shop um yep. yeah it's a great porter mm-hmm. it's uh um not to be confused with just their year-round porter. porter which is a fantastic porter but this is the barrel aged imperial version of that and so before i get into like aroma and stuff on this like yeah let's just take a minute to think about what we said this is 30th anniversary yeah i mean they've been brewing this year or since 1988 i mean dude is this there wasn't even like craft beer wasn't even a thing yet so that just goes to show like they were doing it well ahead of their time and so what's pretty awesome actually i got thinking about too is one of our favorite breweries right now charity pint member Mm -hmm. ecliptic yes is founded by john harris yes who was actually hired on as deschutes opening like brewer brewmaster and so he actually came up with the black beet recipe and so yeah this is like, like cheers cheers to john yeah. dude cheers to john cheers harris to john. Ooh man i definitely like a stronger aroma than the other two beers yeah and this one um so compared to abyss the last one we were talking about was 50 percent barrel age meaning that half of the beer was aged in barrels half of it was not and they were blended together yeah this beer is a hundred percent barrel aged in eight different types of barrels whoa let me see if i can I don't, wow i don't see them listed actually but uh like what what they all are but i get fruit in the aroma i get whiskey in the aroma yeah definitely a lot of that stone fruit again a little bit of cherry big old wine glass yeah, I can pick up on a little bit more of the, um, like the bourbon. There it is. Yep. Wow. I approve. Good. That's really good. Yeah. So this one is. Jeez. It's right off the bat. You can tell the difference of hundred percent versus fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's got that thick, oily. Yeah. Absolutely. Like. Absolutely. Just. Oh, it's yeah. This beer is really good. So color, same, pretty much. It's, it's dark, I and mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. what you expect from a barrel aged porter. Um, a little lighter colored head than the other two beers. Yep. Um, 
but this thing is, it had quite an aroma on it and it is uh, very sessionable. Like I feel like I could drink this beer. What's the percentage yeah, on this? 13.6, 40 IBUs. Yeah. I mean, this beer is no joke. It's the biggest of them all, but quite possibly wow. the easiest drinking of them all. Yeah. I got a little bit of uh chocolate in there. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. And some dried fruit. I'm trying to there's something that's standing out to me and I'm I'm hopefully a few more sips here I'll be able to figure out what it is, but there's there's definitely a taste that I'm that's like triggering something in my brain. It's very smooth. And sometimes like I, I mentioned Man, it on the Fremont podcast, like sometimes some of these beers that are this big and, and bold are are a little bit like boozy and kinda need yeah. time to mellow and smooth yeah. out, but is ready to go. This is really good, bro. Yeah, I would buy two. Save yeah. one and drink one. <laughs> yeah, save one and drink one. Buy two, save one, drink one. What's interesting about these is like, so I think, let's see, where's do you have the bottle over there? I'll grab this one. This yeah. So this was bottled on June 14th, 2018. This is, so that's the Black Butte Porter. And then the Abyss was bottled um, actually September 15th, 2018. And then the Azen one was bottled over a year ago, which is kind of interesting to see the differences between the different the beers as far as how long they've been aged. And obviously, this one's conditioned a little bit different with the bread. Yeah. Yeah, the bottle conditioning definitely changed the mouthfeel a lot. The Aslan one was bubbly and and uh, and ha- had quite a different texture than than this one that we're drinking now. But I think I'm gonna go equally back. Enjoyable. I'm gonna go back to the Aslan beer real quick. See what I get. Dude, so, um, oh, the aroma on this thing. Back to the the John Harris yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, did you see? I I saw a post recently that Ecliptic was doing some collab with a whiskey uh, distillery, and they had some barrels or something, and they posted like, oh, I didn't see this. Like, uh, what do you want? What do you want to see? It was like an Instagram story. Like, what do you, or what do you hope is in these? Yeah. These barrels. Yeah. And I immediately like thought of this and like i kind of all right messaged them and i was like i hope it's imperial capella because like i mean <laughs> yeah, i don't i don't know why they wouldn't you know yeah, like with, be... with the success of black view and yeah and then Ooh, it's a john idea. harris going and opening ecliptic and making capella capella yeah that would be um, which is another phenomenal uh flagship porter yes. like let's make an imperial barrel age version of that so let's, ecliptic, hope let's hope your vote yeah Aaron gray anyone kyle yeah if you're listening <laughs> We want Imperial Porter. Oh, it'd be so rad. <laughs> Some barrel-aged Porter. Oh, I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, they've got to be getting ready to ramp that kind of stuff up because that's yeah. his game. You know, yeah. he's got this other cool stuff they're going killing, on. But like, they're killing IPAs in, in sour beers right now. I mean, and their Capella is one of the best that I know of as just a, a flagship porter. Like them and like Rubens and Blackview come to mind as like great porters. Yeah. And... uh Let's see some barrel age version. Yeah. This, uh, dude, I would have really loved to have had, did you see that beer from Rubens that had, they like stamped the R on top of the wax? I forget, like it was a recent, yeah. like, I would have loved to have got some of that. I asked if they're Trust distributing me. up here. I dude, I, yeah, I did too. I've been trying, <laughs> like, I even like, reached out to bottle. Conrad personally. and was like, is there any way you can like give make us, it happen? Like buy personally buy them yeah. and I'll come and pay you like cost yeah. for it or whatever. Yeah. But they yeah. they were super limited. I know they're they're. I was trying to get a friend to get down there and pick me up a bottle for the podcast, but it did not. Yeah, happen. that would been pretty rad. So yeah, get a get a whiff of the uh, the Aslan now that it's been a bit cool. I get a diff- yeah, I get a spicy it has definitely spicy changed. aroma. Yeah, 
it's less fruity than it was. And now it's moving more into a, a spice. That's cool. Yeah. It's definitely got a more spicy aroma. What is, what is that? It reminds me of something that I barbecue with. Like it reminded me of, of sprinkling some like rub on, on some ribs or something like that, that spicy kind of like aroma. And it kind of makes sense because what they yeah, have. It's kind of like peppery almost. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they kind of with you, with the dried cherries, you know, the bitter chocolate, the black, black, uh, black strap molasses. Maybe it's the, that the molasses. Cause all that stuff is stuff you would put, I mean, in either a barbecue sauce or a really complex rub. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. It still has quite a bit of fruit on the yeah. flavor. Yeah. But I dig it. I dig it. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on to, uh, let's taste this, this, uh, um, this is the abyss now, right? Yeah. The abyss. So it's time, a little, little, little bit of time to warm up. I don't, I don't, I haven't get much change in the aroma. Nothing that stood out anyway. Nope. Pretty chocolatey. Mm. I still get, still get the vanilla. Basically the same stuff that I got before. Yeah. yeah it hasn't, hasn't changed a whole it hasn't lot. Hasn't changed a whole lot. Exactly. Really Still great. Still really good beer. But what would you say? Like we're gonna do this. We don't really do this very often. Out of these three, what's the favorite one? What's what's been your favorite that you've tasted? Oof. They're all really good. They're so all I really wanna, good. I want to start by. They're all really good. Putting that on. But like we never do this. We never pick one. I'm gonna go with Black Butte. I'm gonna go with Black Butte as well. And that's saying a lot for me because I don't like porters. Yeah. But it was just really smooth. The other ones are really good, but it was just really smooth. Had a really good aroma on it. You know, you could smell it right away. Very good flavor on it as well. Yeah. And easily drinkable. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to finish off these other two and, and end with that. And that's how I subconsciously know that. that <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the one I wanted. Yeah. The nose on this, on this Black Butte, you just, you just get a really good dried fruit. There's some fruit in there. It just smells good. It just yeah. smells really good. It doesn't smell rich and Mm-mm. chocolatey and sm- like it's got a lot of, Nice aroma and complexity. I get to some it. cocoa in there, as well. I think that's what I was thinking about before. That's what I was trying to like. I think that's what I was trying to get to earlier. Was I do taste some kind of cocoa in this thing? Is there? Let me see the bottle. Is there cocoa in this thing? Let's see. Oh no, it doesn't say it on here anyway. But it says, in celebration of you might have already read this of our 30th anniversary. This year's Imperial Porter was blended using eight different types of coke or coke. Wow coke barrels oak barrels and delivers notes of salted chocolate are you getting that maybe that's what mm. i'm maybe salted chocolate yeah i definitely pick up yep. on the chocolate I don't, whiskey not so and much on salt, salt yeah especially because we're like we've had quite a few gozas or goes or whatever <laughs> yeah. however you want to pronounce it through our space so we're, we're pretty uh adept to, to salted beers where it'd be pretty hard to you know maybe pick out like a, a, a subtle salt mm-hmm, in a beer now mm-hmm. Dude, so uh, mm. should should we? Oh man, I'm not we, ready for should this. Should we try and? I'm not ready for should this. Should we try and come up with some some top threes of the week on the yeah, spot? I think we'll have an agreement on one. Well, actually, the cool thing is we both had two different beers at Structures yesterday. Yeah, are you using that one as one of your ones? Oh man, I I don't know. I'm 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 going on the fly right now. But yeah, actually, that I double. don't remember what it was called though. You, you had the double IPA. It, it was a like hazy double IPA. Oh, I can't believe you don't remember what that was called. Mine was easy because it was the fuzz, mm-hmm. and they just released a new batch of it using, uh, I think, Simcoe and Amarillo hops. Yeah, um, and it was very good. I'm pretty good you with had names, the but it, it it was a weird it's name. It's not coming back Hold to on. me. Hold on, let me grab my. Oh, look on their Instagram account. Let's just see if they put their menu up on their Instagram. Right. Dude, I noticed recently they uh, structures has started to use Facebook again. So they didn't post. They hadn't posted anything since like June. And then recently, I've seen a couple posts on um, on Facebook, which I think is very wise. Yeah, that's that's probably a smart move. All right, let's see here. 
Oh, City of Solace. City of Solace. Yeah, the City of Solace double IPA. Yeah. And that was, dude, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think I preferred that one slightly over the fuzz. Yeah, if, if we have any listeners outside of Bellingham and you 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 visit Bellingham, um, I mean, there's definitely some must-hit breweries, but you got to stop by Structures and just and have some beers there. It's a small venue, um, totally kind of different vibe than what you get in, in some of the other spaces uh, with the music that they play and, and kind of the beer they produce. And the, they've got some of their, their – what I love about their flagships, you know, like the Fuzz, you, I want to, like, be weary of calling it a flagship – but it's, you know, it's considered a flagship, but they change it all the time. I mean, it's a different batch of beer every time. And so they, they sell that as a fresh beer every time that they launch it, uh, which is really, really cool. So they've got some good beer in there. Mm-hmm, Stop in mm-hmm. there and let them know we sent you. Let Johnny know we sent you. <laughs> What's up, Johnny? Shout out. Cheers. Yeah. Has Johnny been the one that's been delivering the beers to mm-hmm. the overflows? Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. You got another one coming soon? What's, that? What's, that? Uh, What's our structures beers, man? Not yet. Just waiting on them. <laughs> all right. Waiting on them to have something for us. All right. Um, all right, man. Yeah. All right. So that so my fuzz was my was one yeah. of my ones I liked, and you have the double. Yeah. And then I'm gonna go with IPA Alive from Wander. That's a good beer. Yep. That's a really good beer. I uh, I'm gonna go with my second. I'm gonna go with the Fishtail Ales Organic IPA. Nice. Um, I. For some reason, that whenever when I see that beer, like if I'm looking on the on the you know on the shelf for a beer, I know what that beer is going to taste like. It's going to be Pacific Northwest bitter, like it's going to have be a little bit maybe um, malty, uh, but it's going to be an a, what we would consider now would be a traditional Pacific Northwest style mm-hmm. IPA. And so it doesn't quite hit my palate. The first like can I drink, I'm like, uh, maybe I shouldn't have got a six pack of this. They're out of Olympia, Washington, by the way, uh, organic brewery. I believe that beer is made with um, locally sourced uh, malts and um, hops. Uh, don't quote me on that, though. Can you taste the organicness? No, no, that no. Although yeah. maybe maybe if someone who like really knew the difference and and like maybe Aslan, maybe Frank or something would sit us down and say, "Hey, this is a organic. This is non-organic, and this is what you would. This is the differences that you would taste." Yeah, I don't know if you can really taste a difference. Yeah, I've always kind of because like Aslan is really the only like organic beer I drink and. They do kind of have like a style, mm-hmm. but I think it's more from like their yeast or something or brewing mm-hmm. style. Um, I mean, now they're starting to come out with all different styles. It, right. You can't really say that right. anymore, but I always kind of wondered if it had to do with organic or not. But yeah. personally, I don't really have a preference one way or another. Well, I, no, I we're not an care, organic I tap care less about, yeah. <laughs> about organic. Yeah. So it's, it's not like a selling point for me, but uh, I've always kind of been curious what what that has what impact it has on the flavor yeah yeah so that that beer has a a, a personal connect connection to that beer so before i moved to bellingham i was in this uh, scenario where i lived in seattle but i had taken a promotion in olympia and so like four or five days a week basically monday through thursday i stayed the night in olympia when my wife was working in seattle and living in seattle and so I'd, i'd leave from work i'd go to i believe What's that place on the water here in Bellingham? It's a nicer, kind of a nicer restaurant. Um, Anthony's? Anthony's. I'd go to an Anthony's there in, in Olympia, and the only beer I really liked, and this is before I was into crap, really into crap beer, is this this freaking organic IPA, this Fishtail Organic. So um, I'd spend a little time at there drinking that beer or drinking some gin and tonics or whatever, but 
so there's a personal connection I have with that beer. So when I saw it on the shelf, I'm like, I'm going to get a six pack of this and see what's up. Nice. Drank nice. a can. Wasn't really a big fan. Drank another can. All right, fine. And now I'm like, okay, my palate's kind of worked up a little bit to it. Cause I think I had some of the wander um, IPA live as well in, mm-hmm. in, in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, now that I've, I think I've one can left and I'm really digging it, but it took me like four or five cans to like readjust my palate to the old kind of style bitter IPAs. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. You got another one? What's on your mind? Yeah. I think I'm going to wrap it up with, mm. um, mm-hmm. Fort George thousand years of silence, Imperial that's stout. Good. And I haven't really got a chance to drink it. it. I, I did yesterday. just drink a little bit, but yeah. I'm, it got me excited enough that like, I'm going to have to make a point to go back and, yeah. and have some. Yeah. Let me think about where I was at. Let me think about my week. Cause I've, I've actually drank quite a bit of beer this week. More so than normal. So, actually. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was just about to say, so yeah, week as week as normal for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. All right. So my, I'd say like my third one in no, this is no particular order is the identity theft. It was a collaboration between field work out of California, right? Yeah. Berkeley, Berkeley. And, and they're in like, yeah, dude, it, go check out field work. Um, like Instagram. I love their cans, how they do the picture in the background and they're like three shots. They do such a good job on their cans. They did a collaboration with Urban Family, uh, which is a th- that brewery, Urban Family, out of Seattle, Washington, is pretty close to our hearts. Um, they're a part of the Charity Pines program as well, and uh, they we had their beer on at what we call Dip a Day, which is an event we do every year, where we feature only double IPAs, and uh, they were one of the beers on, and it was an amazing beer. And I think everyone, yeah, I agreed. forgot about that beer. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that too. That was a, yeah. that was a good beer. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of like at that event, what other beers really stood out. But I remember, I remember going through the line, you had five, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was, um, they were all good, but I can tell you the seven C's was probably my least favorite out of the group. Um, and then do you remember the beers that were on? Yeah. From memory, this guy, dude, I'm looking at his face right now. He He's going to nail this right now. I'm what are the five I beers you it. had on from memory? It was the Arma family that we just mentioned. Okay. Um, the Seven Seas, yep. Hold Fast, I believe is what it was called. We had Stoop Neck Tats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Silver City, Ripe and Juicy. Mm-hmm. And I might get hung up on the fifth. Come let me, on, let me bro. see what I got going on here. I would say um, that the I did like the you know like I said I the Seven Seas was my least favorite. I did like that stoop. I did like the the uh, Silver City. Silver City. I liked that beer as well. And then he almost got it from memory. Oh, how did you the Sun River? I oh. haven't tried that yet. How was it? Because I actually what was really like called. It's called uh, Fighting Falcon. Um, Dude, some people really like that beer. I, I I've had some beers that I've been very impressed with from Sun River, and so. I yeah I unfortunately didn't make it into Dip a Day and it's it got pulled off but it's coming back on real soon so I'm gonna make a point to get in and try some of that as well. All right, cool. So I'm looking at yeah I'm looking at the list because it it gets reminding me of which ones I liked the least. So I would say, in order of I liked them all, but in order of my favorite to least favorite for Dip a Day 2018, and we're gonna have some listeners here that were a part of Dip a Day, so this will be interesting kind of information to have out there. Um. The identity theft double IPA uh, from Urban Family and Fieldwork Brewing that was that was my favorite for sure. Um, that's Seattle and Berkeley, Cal- Seattle, Washington and Berkeley, California, nine percent. The next one for me was actually the ripe and juicy double IPA from Silver City. That was eight percent, seventy five IBUs out of Bremerton, Washington. I've actually been to that brewery, and 
we got to go to that brewery. They they do they have a they have I think they have two locations. They have like a restaurant and they actually have a brewery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they had when I went there, they had really really good experimental beers on. Yeah, just like you can't get them anywhere, but it's like here's these taps. I would, yeah, I would love I would love yeah. that man. Yeah. I, I, take a trip. I'm a fan. Take a trip, and then followed by the Neck Tats Double IPA from Stoop. Then it was the uh, Fighting Falcon. Stoop Double is IPA. doing phenomenal Dude. IPAs. They got great beer. I I can't pass up Stoop without saying that. No. I love what the, what they're doing down there, and they're. Um, it's cool because we've been, we've been fans and following Stu for a while. Yes. Even before overflow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we were making trips occasionally down to pick their beer up and stuff. Now, now we're working direct with them a little bit more. And, uh, they're, I'm starting to see them finally get the recognition they deserve. And like, oh, I love it. They're, they're, they're blowing it. up. I love it. People are, people are starting to find out. Do we need to let somehow connect with ownership there? I don't know if we have you ever spoke with an owner there. No, yeah, but Dex is the bomb. Yeah, and like he's like it. It's a small operation. Like it's it's small. Like the owners are brewing still, and uh, mm. I guess like kind of like what picture is similar to Wander. Yeah, right. Like it's very owner yes. involved brewing, yes. and they're not trying to go huge. Huge. Yep. They're just trying to brew good beer. Yeah. And, make a living yeah what i liked about wander is that they you know they're, they're they've kind of had this have this cap of how many barrels they want to do within their main brew house but then beyond that you expanded the barrel program you know that's what i'm talking that's about that's cool yeah barrel programs your cool ship things like that i'm digging that um yeah and then last would be the the hold fast double ipa from seven seas i actually have there's been quite a few seven seas beers i liked we did a seven seas tap takeover in barkley village and we had like oysters and stuff mm-hmm. and that was a great event but this was probably that the hold fast was probably my least favorite out of the group just yeah. for whatever reason i don't know why but i don't know anyway there's gotta be one there's gotta be one that's the least favorite <laughs> that's the least favorite well cool uh i think that wraps this thing up dude let's uh we have a lot of beer to drink still um, so we're going to cheers and end this thing and we are going to continue to drink these beers and then hope that our wives don't get upset with us. <laughs> cheers. cheers Thank you so much for listening. Adam and I truly do appreciate it. We own a social good tap house up here in the Pacific Northwest that donates 25 cents a pint to charities that provide access to clean drinking water in developing countries. And so we started this podcast to just connect with more people and hopefully spread more awareness for our mission. Again, thank you so much for listening.